and we'll spin. There we are. Hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. I think there's an event this weekend of some sort. So, something like that. Maybe. Some kind of event. Something stupendous is the word I hear on the street. Hey. Something going on down in the Lone Star state of Texas where our guy Damien is. Hello, everybody. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We are getting ready for a very big weekend between WrestleMania and everything else in the world. So we have oh so much to talk about here tonight. So why don't you join us for a trip down to the Lone Star State? It's a fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast here on Big Gold Belt Media. And we almost have a full house assembled for the occasion. But it's with good reason since our man 2 Chains is en route to the showcase of the Immortals to the Lone Star State of Texas to see what happens this weekend at WrestleMania and all the surrounding events. No, no, you don't think no, so? he's going to California. See, I'm not even in the loop, man. So, okay, so you're our man on the on the street. I am the only one representing down here in the Lone Star State, just because I happen to live here Have for uh, the stupendous show of the year. I think that's what it's being called, stupendous. See, I feel so out of the loop now. When he said he was traveling, I figured that's where he had to be going, because where else would he be going? So, oh, now it's okay. So now it, there's not good reason for the whole uh, missing out <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Making me look foolish up in here. Anyway, My bad, Will. <laughs> Damien, how's it go- How's it going down there in Texas, Damien? You know, on my way back from work, because, you know, I work downtown Dallas, so I'm seeing a, a plethora, I'll, I'll say that, of wrestling fans who fit the description and the stereotype <laughs> going to the collective down in Fair Park. And Jamal knows all about going down to Fair Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then you get a mix of, like, journalists walking the streets uh, of downtown Fort Worth. And uh, it's going to be an amalgamation of just random people intersecting through wrestling, social media. And I, for one, am loathing the experience. So there you go. Come on now. Silly Sellis up there in the top left corner. Good to see you this week. Good, sir. How's it going with you? Everything's good. Um, just trying to think about if I want to partake in this stupendous show for two days or maybe one day, or if March Madness is going to take over that time instead of WrestleMania. So I'm debating back and forth. Maybe I should flip a coin or make sure everybody gets a possession like the overtime rules for the NFL. Yeah, I think Saturday night it's going to be uh, t- some competitive uh, channel changing mm-hmm. going on for a lot of people Saturday night for night one. So that's that's going to be something to keep an eye on, I think, for sure. And last but not least, of course, the Giant Crab Jamal bringing it in tonight, too, for here, the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Jamal, how is it going with you? Oh, it's going great because uh, MLB The Show 22 comes out at midnight. 
And I don't give I a goddamn about anything that's happening other than that this weekend. <laughs> Priorities. Exactly. Priorities. As it hey, Jamal, is. who's your who's your preferred, I guess, characteristic for the show typically? Do you normally put infield, outfield, pitcher, what? Uh, so because two-way players are a thing, I've been doing that for the past years. I did that for 21. Years. I did that for 21. Um, yeah, so two, so two, my uh, 21 guys, a two-way player. Um, but the biggest thing on PS5 is stadium creation. And okay. I've been having a lot. I've actually been having more fun with stadium building than I have playing the actual game in the road to the show. Um, but I can't wait to see what that update looks like. Um Maybe I'll watch some wrestling. I don't know. I, you know, supercars happen. I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know. But what I do know is, um, I'm going to be building a shit ton of stadiums this weekend, and <laughs> and hopefully, um, 450 foot power alleys. Yes, sir. It's Ooh. going to happen. <laughs> so you can you can design a stadium in the show that could host WrestleMania in in an alternate universe within that game or something with a uh, yeah, well, the max is 60,000 so yeah actually you, you I could do that <laughs> it's all possible in the world of wrestling how it could all work out now mm-hmm. so we just lost a person Damien just disappeared I hopefully he'll be back in a over. second <laughs> took over Damien he, he got called off to the collective I think or something yep. real quick well, yeah. so hopefully he'll be back in a second so here's what I was thinking out of the gate we have a big main event this weekend and we have a certain tribal chief. Oh, uh, look who's back. No, wait. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Back again. Yard giving me issues, man. I tell you. <laughs> you didn't miss nothing. So here's what I'm going to lead off with. We have a certain tribal chief that this Sunday will have been champion for 581 days. Okay? Mm-hmm. In our main event with this unified unification going on and all this between the universal title and the WWE title and all that stuff. So I have one question just to start the show off, and it's just very simple as this. Should Cowboy Brock Lesnar be the man to finally end the the, the, the reign of terror of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns? Should he be the one? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. If not him, then who? Well, remember a couple of weeks ago, I made a reference of Who's the only one person that can do that? That may or may not make an appearance. Uh, that's not Mister Kennedy. Stop it! No, not him. Not him. <laughs> but my other favorite, Mister Cody. Um, I, he's he's to me the only person that can do it, and I can run Cody through that Lock. again. But you said say it no. again. Say it again, Will. Cody Watch. Cody yeah, Watch. Yeah, Cody Watch. Yeah. We are we are in the final hours of Cody Watch. We'll be talking about that too tonight. But yeah, Absolutely. so look, Marcel, real quick, here. Well. We're split. Real quick, Will. Marcellus, the only way I'm going to sign off on Cody Christ doing this is if he comes out looking like Mordecai and sacrifices his dog on the altar just to beat Roman Reigns. That's the only okay way that. that makes sense. And, and he could do that in Las I Vegas. He could do that in Las Vegas, <laughs> July 2nd. That's what I'm calling. That's my prediction. Mm, poor Pharaoh. Y'all want to do Pharaoh like that. Jeez. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> Okay, so we have a maybe. We have we have. Of course, there's also Jamal brought up the point of if not Brock, then who? And that that's where I'm kind of at. It's like the problem has become there's not really anyone else in the wings that's built up. Nope. And right. Lord knows Brock does feel fresh for the first time in ages. So I'm torn here because I like Cowboy Brock Lesnar, but at the same time, I think there's a hell of a story to tell. 
with Roman Reigns finally beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania as like his crowning achievement. I and mean, how they're playing it up with the whole God mode thing. So I kind of look at it as like, he has to climb the final mountain. He has to like ascend the final peak. And then from there, yeah, then you're kind of painted into a corner unless, uh, I don't know. There's rumors. Could could uh could his cousin maybe be showing up this weekend? You think? No. Nope. Jacob tattoo. <laughs> oh no, that would be that would really. That's be what I was field. thinking when he said that. Right. Actually. <laughs> no, I think the biggest question and the reason why I think it should be Brock is because for the first time, and I hate to, and I gotta give the devil his due. Uh, Roman has been on such a strong run that the win for Brock actually means more to Brock than it does to Roman. Because it's not like Roman can't start another streak at some point in time, somewhere down the line. But Rock is probably on currently the best babyface run of his career. And we don't know how much longer he's going to want to go at this level. And granted, at this level, is still Brock Lesnar level. He damn sure ain't working full time. Now, the flip side to that is that this is Brock Lesnar level. Do we want a part-time champion? And nope. that's never been a good idea. But then, but then unfortunately, WWE has booked themselves into a corner. Lashley really got got you know hurt, not hurt, but he's uh, recovering from an um an injury, a surgery, or whatever. There really isn't anybody else in, on either side, whether it's McIntyre, Rollins, like n- nobody's really there at that level to legitimately challenge Roman and win. And they're not bringing somebody from outside of the company that's at that level to challenge him that would be a surprise now granted you say like they're literally bringing cody in to do that i don't mm-hmm. think cody's at that level right now now if they brought in kenny omega if they brought in okada if they brought in tomohiro ishii you know if they brought in well i, I want i personally want to say gresham but but realistically if they brought in somebody like that um and made that they would they would still want to sell that match it's not just a, oh, surprise, I'll beat anyone on the planet. And then uh, Bandito shows up. And it's like, oh, shit, that's a big deal. Well, that's that's actually a big deal. But they're not doing that. They're giving you the match. And because they've kind of booked themselves into a corner, I think they kind of got to go with it. Um, you know, It's not like Roman was this giant workhorse and he has a thousand wins in his, in his tenure um, as reign as champion. Uh, he was definitely there more than Brock, but still, uh, the champion doesn't really need to be there every night. That's why they have these other second and third and fourth level belts. So that's why I'm kind of on the fence of, you know, on the side of like, yeah, let, let Brock have it. My only knock to that is, and once again, I'm, it's a very good argument. To me, in this opinion, when you have a story that comes to WrestleMania, the baby face in this, this in essence, is Brock Lesnar, Cowboy Brock, has not chased enough or has chased long enough in order to capitalize as a baby face champion on this stage. And honestly, even though this match is supposed to be the biggest match of all time, I would not be surprised if this match ends in a draw where, or ends in some type of DQ where Roman still gets his belt, Brock still gets his belt, but they don't lose any power of one over the other because they're afraid to pull that trigger to have a double champion. Now we just had this member I think two years ago when Becky Lynch did it. Right. I don't right. know if they want to repeat that same thing 
with this kind of short feud, because really this feud was kind of broken up a little bit when Roman had COVID and then they had to go separate ways mm-hmm. to bring them back. And when you have a baby face of this mark to be a champion, this, this is this kind of like a Kofi Kingston story. They need to have that epic story where it's like you've chased for so long. This is your moment or you may never have it again. I don't think Brock has had that. Now Brock is having fun in his baby face role, but I think for Roman, you do have to continue this powerhouse of this story that's been going on for two years and this big show where you have a big crowd where he can have another mania moment as that tribal chief. To me, that's going to mean more as a heel going forward if he does win, but it doesn't hurt anybody if it draws uh, draws a draw or DQ or something of that nature where it ends where both have their respective champions. Um, I, I just don't see it becoming the best match. I know there's other matches on the card that I think would do better. But as far as this story, I don't think Brock has done the babyface reign enough to achieve that feel-good story for him to win. I'm going to hope for a double pin, uh, to your point, Tellus, uh, mm-hmm. being a draw, sort of like what happened with, uh, remember Cena and Punk when they yes. had the double pin, yes. something like that. Or they both fall on each other, you know, in some collapsing Rocky II moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I see that being a potential thing that's happening. But here's why it doesn't matter if – Again, if Brock wins or not, this version of Brock is the most, in my opinion, over without Heyman mm-hmm. ever since he came back in this MMA gimmick, you know, the first time around. Yeah, no doubt. He's yep. shown more personality in this entire feud than at any other point in his entire tenure, save for maybe the beginning when he was the, the next big thing. He's proven mm-hmm. he can get himself over with the crowd without Heyman, without needing the mouthpiece unlike Ronda Rousey. Uh, so the crowd is eating this up. And I feel as if, if there would have been anybody else, babyface wise, I feel like before he got injured, Big E might've been that person mm-hmm. had they not put him in the, the feud with Sheamus and them could have been a better story akin to Kofi mania where, you know, he unifies the titles, what have you. Yep. But to Jamal's point, there's nobody else. I mean, the rumor is that having eventually, what, Drew be the one to topple Roman in a couple of pay-per-views? We've tried this with Drew. Drew's a good worker, but he's still missing something. Because when you put him up against Roman, what was it, two, two Survivor Series ago? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that great. And now, look, he's working Corbin. Admittedly, I miss bum-ass Corbin like everybody else, but he's still working <laughs> Corbin. So it's not Drew. Who else are you going to do? Carmelo Hayes from NXT? Braun Breaker? <laughs> no. I'd rather see Scott Steiner come out of retirement and try to put the Steiner recliner on Roman. Here's a, here's a better wrinkle if you don't go with Brock. What if you just have Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso just turn on the bloodline and no. revisit when we had main event Jay Uso back then? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a better captivating story Mm-hmm. than this current storyline with Brock Lesnar. So it really doesn't matter which way they go. I think they want to send the crowd home talking. So I mm-hmm. think the double mm-hmm. pin, double KO, what have you, is the safest way to protect both people. Because to Jamal's point, you don't need Lesnar there if he wins the title every single week. Just like when Hogan had the bell back when only had four pay-per-views, you can <laughs> still have some flotsman jetsam you know, get people over in between and then save Brock for the big guns. Why not keep that motif, you know, a special attraction. So there's really no way to kind of get around this. I think to Jamal's point, again, he, they booked themselves into the corner, but I say, end it in a double pin, get people talking, 
and then the vacate both titles and then have a tournament like WrestleMania 4 to decide who the hell's next. <laughs> well, y'all put on a bunch of different options. I'm I'm on the side of it. It's weird indefinitely because you have Brock as the baby face, yet he's beaten Roman every damn time he's ever faced him at WrestleMania. So it's like this not there there isn't the thing there for him to conquer. Now, true, he hasn't beaten this version of Roman, but either way, it doesn't feel like the baby fit. There's not the baby face chase, like like Marcellus was saying. That that that's the but part. But do that we need that? Not necessarily. No, no. It's it, this is more of like the blow off of like you know this multiple year feud to finally do this deal i my gut feeling is they're going to go with the idea of roman is their guy they're going to give him the cherry on top and i think the one thing they might have in their back pocket is that they think ahead to wrestlemania hollywood next year and Dwayne might show up at the end mm-hmm. and they might, mm-hmm. they might tip their hat for that the problem with that though is i only see if, if they do that i would think they got to go the whole year with roman again that will they'll just double down on it and i don't know how the hell you keep him fresh with opponents right. for a whole nother year to get because they don't have anybody for him now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you have another year long run? Right. When he really doesn't have anybody now. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the, that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I don't see them doing that because mm-hmm. they've kind of booked themselves into a corner with a lack of like credible opponents. Now, if fair were fair and it were based on skills, then we would have, actual you know meaningful people will step up but the but that's not what they do roman is on you know some god level uh brock is you know the god of war and that's what it's going to be if not brock then who because it ain't lashley lashley's got taken down a peg it ain't you know it definitely ain't drew gender you know what i mean like like who are we talking about <laughs> oh go god gender <clears throat> Yeah, yes. and, and they've done that before too. AJ Styles, maybe one more time, uh, you know, one of his last runs that he has. I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, we'll find out two nights away. We'll know soon enough. Now back to Silly Sellis because he already brought the man up, the yep. other big uh, man of the weekend. Yep. Cody Watch is almost over, hopefully. I think oh, the question right now is, does Cody show up this weekend against Seth Rollins like people think he's going to or people are expecting as certainly being teased? Or is it the old Raw after Mania huge surprise to end the show and he shows up there? Or hell, is it is he does not show up at all? Which way do we think it sells? I want to hear from you first, since you got him already booked to win the title this summer. So I do. How are you laying this out? I do. So I think you have to make an approach. Um like a Fandango approach with Cody. And it starts at, at at Mania. So this is what you do. So Seth Rollins comes out, say, yep, I got my match. I got my match. Who do I face? And things of that nature. And then it may be some jobber or somebody that comes out as a tease and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But then after that match, then you'll see Cody just come out and he won't come down to the ring. He'll stay in the, the entrance ramp and make his little entrance and things of that nature. He won't even speak. Um, but it's just one of those little shock elements that, oh, he returns, he returns, Cody is back. And then you have your pop moment there. Mm-hmm. Then Cody will then come next on the Raw at the Mania to talk, but Cody's not going to wrestle for a round in WWE. It's going to be a segment, per se, that's mm-hmm. going to feature him with Seth Rollins and then use that to tease a possible feud between them two later down the line. Um, 
I, I think that's the best way to do it. I think you don't, when you have somebody that big, you want to have them have that moment, not necessarily use them in the ring. And I know we had some epic returns with like the Hardy boys came back and Naomi came back and Mania and things of that nature. But for him, I think you want to take this time to, and once again, I'm just using this as a prediction. I'm not using this as a fanboy. If you're trying to book him correctly to try to make them this big mega star in WWE, kind of like what Jamal said, who else is going to do that? So make him to build him to be the icon, something to be the next biggest thing um, that it could be face, it could be heel, but something that's going to make it pop where you have that reaction. So he doesn't wrestle. It's going to be a segment where some jobber comes out against Seth. That's his WrestleMania match. And then um, you'll have that moment where Cody returns. What if Cody comes back at the at the end of Brock Roman and you just play the American Nightmare music and just have him, like you said, stare off from like the, the, the stage or something? Like, I think that would be a better way to use Cody in that situation than doing a 10 minute with Seth. I think Seth with his crazy Joker suits, I think, I think he should crush somebody. I don't care who it is. It could be Michael Cole for all I care just to mm-hmm. get him off the show. But the the codiferous roads, I feel like you should use them that way where he doesn't even say anything. Just the stupid pyro, the American nightmare, down straight song plays, and then, you know, we cut to black. And then tune in tomorrow on Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> Best way to use them. I think i like to see – okay. What I want to happen is Cody shows up at GCW and does not go to <laughs> WWE at all. That's what I want Swerve. to happen. Right, because the, the report is that Cody's already in Dallas. The report is that he stayed at this hotel. The report is that his dog eats this brand of, of dog food. So what? That doesn't mean that he's going to WWE. There's plenty of other promotions that are running shows in Dallas. It's a lot of money to be made. And Lord knows if they can afford them, they would be happy to have them. They would make time on their card for that. But let's assume that he's going to WWE. I would like to see Cody get the big WrestleMania entrance over the top, comes in on a dragon, whatever it is, the whole <laughs> deal. Um, Pyro, he's the American Nightmare. I mean, he he's, he's, does a superhero gimmick. I want him to come out as Sucks. obviously not Batman because Warner Brothers <laughs> would have a problem with that. But, you know, whoever it would be, not a Meteor Man, I don't know. But, but Me- I think Meteor that, Man? Uh, well, Cody is black, so, I mean, he can yeah. do that. But um, I would like to see Cody get the big WrestleMania entrance and and, and do the thing, and that would have to be in the match versus uh, Rollins. Um, that's not a match that I want to see because I, I just don't care. But I want to see what post AEW Cody Rhodes looks like, and mm-hmm. that even if it's in a WWE world, do they reinvent him? Or do they just pull out smoke and mirrors and give him a, a, the Richard Hamilton mask again? I don't think they do that. That was his best gimmick, though. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I don't think they do that. Do they build Cody to be some kind of EVP that rivals uh, that rivals Vince? Hell, does do they make him to be the guy that's not Shane McMahon? He does all the Shane's things, has all the Shane's clout, which is what he was in AEW. Do they have him be that in the long cashmere coats? with his wife and dog and somebody that looks like QT, but that's obviously not QT. Do, do we have, you know, Cody, the executive come out? Will he have, uh, will he basically be the Adam Pierce of, mm. of, of WWE? I know that Adam Pierce is actually a guy in, in that position, 
But will he usurp him? Will he, you know, uh, will he take over for um, Sonya Deville? Maybe. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't know what he does. And I would, but I really kind of want to see the whole, the grand unveiling. Because that's what mm-hmm. WrestleMania is about. I, I, honestly, there's 14 matches over two nights. I really don't care about any one match. But I do care and I'm interested in is what the set looks like what the interests are going to be, um, the whole presentation. And for because the Raw after WrestleMania is where it really gets spicy, but WrestleMania itself is really more about presentation than, than anything else for me. So I really hope Cody gets that, you know, 250,000 people in AT&T Stadium, um, you know, trillions more watching around the universe, and... It's, you know, Cody and whatever it is. I hope he comes in like in like a, some kind of crystal carriage or something, just something just garish <laughs> and over the top because crystal it's Cody. He's like an actual fucking Falcon from from the end of Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, it's just Cody and, and like a horde of Valkyries that just storm of the ring, throwing lightning and everything. Um, whatever that looks like. That's what I want. I want the big over the top production. Uh, 19 minutes of pyro uh, for, for Cody. <laughs> There you go. No, it's it's true because WrestleMania is really about moments like that. It's about those moments they replay forever in a day. So I'm with you on that because Lord knows I am not a Cody Rhodes guy, but I am so intrigued to see how this unfolds. Like you said, how he's presented. Assuming this happens this weekend, that's the big hook for me. It's just Cody Rhodes back under the WWE umbrella, how do they present that? Is he essentially brought in and acknowledged as like the man from AEW, the guy who left, who became a big star? Like, how do they do it? That's the question. So for me, what I'm hoping, my my thought is this, it's got to tie into the Seth Rollins match. They've teased that too damn much. At this point, I would love to see them just give everyone a little raspberry first and have Shane McMahon <laughs> for it. Just just to screw with everybody there. Have here comes the money. Come on and do that just to screw with everyone. And then hell, the way you can tie it in, Shane comes out, the crowd's booing and stuff. If they have his damn AEW theme music, you have that line of it hit where it opens up and says, there's more than one family dynasty in wrestling. And they have the McMahon out there bringing in Cody. I don't know. It, it could Ugh. it could work. It could work. But yeah. I figure Cody has a quick match. He beats Seth. Like Celis is saying, that's all that happens at Mania. He arrives. You establish him. He does not talk. You save that for Raw. The hook for Raw the next night is, why is he here? What is his plans? You get the first promo on Raw. But yeah. Mania, you unveil him. You get, the, you get everyone talking that he's here replaying the moment all weekend that's right. part of why i think they're having it on saturday that way it can hype up sunday too so we'll see that's where i'm at at cody watch at this point we'll find out we'll find out hey, if he doesn't show up then who knows where the hell he's doing maybe he will show up a game changer like tomorrow yeah t-minus 48 hours uh to the end of the cody watch there you go we are in the home stretch of cody watch i guess last thing before we go to break any other mania thoughts as we as we head towards the weekend, I mean, Damien, you're going to be there. So I was I was just going to say uh, I was given an offer I couldn't refuse, mafioso style. Uh, shout out to the Free Play Arcade family for uh, hooking that up. 
but uh, I'm actually looking more forward to night one because it has both championship women's matches on it. As you all know, I'm, I'm quite the women's wrestling advocate and fan. Uh, hoping Bianca gets her uh, comeuppance on Becky uh, and seeing the reaction of her winning again at WrestleMania because uh, I've grown to be a fan of Bianca Belair. Night two... Man, listen, just 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 do the double pin and I'll be fine. You know, just I'm okay with that. Anything other than that for night two, it's not really popping off. I'm just gonna let y'all know real quick. I will be live tweeting random Damianistic responses. So the opinions of Damian G do not res- respect and reflect those of the Big Go Bell podcast. Absolutely so, not. He doesn't speak for me. <laughs> I don't speak for no one but me. So if I tell you something sucks. It's only me saying it, so don't come for the brand. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I'll go. say, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Will. No, 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 Sal, get in here. So I'll say one quick thing for me. The match of the night that I'm looking forward to is the tag team, triple threat tag team match between RK Bro, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. And the reason why is I would Shush. like to see, I would like to see. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great. I would like to see, um, I want to see the Street Profits in their full heel turn. I yes. want to see them as the tag team champions as heels because I think that can set up not only a run at them as the tag team as heels. I would love to see that transition to Montez Ford becoming a singles wrestler as a heel. Yeah, the biggest WrestleMania uh, match, and I'm looking over the card right now, is the fact that MLB The Show 22 comes out <laughs> at midnight tonight, uh, and I will be playing it through every hour of WrestleMania and every hour of every show this weekend. And then and that's a different thing that we'll get into later, but there really isn't anything that's like super spicy that I'm going to drop the game for to watch. There are going to be some things that like, okay, I'm going to bring my laptop, I'm going to bring it to the living room, going to, you know, going to stream a thing. But Not WrestleMania, um, other than like the presentation, and I can watch and I can just YouTube that later. Uh, I don't need to see that live, but the presentation is what I really what I'm looking for more to than any one match. Um, night one is actually a pretty damn good show for WWE mm-hmm. by itself. I really hope that they switch the nights, they, they switch some things around because night one is really, really like top heavy and night two is kind of lacking. Um, I just don't know why there's so many championship matches on night one. And then on night two, you have, well, I mean, well, actually there's both three and three, but you know, what, what ends night one? Do, do they really end it with the women's um, one of the women's championship matches? I think they do. Or do they end it with um, uh, the tag team match? Probably not. But um, well, I think it's going to be Stone Cold. To... Yeah, Stone I think Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. They're in, in Texas, I think it's going to be the return of Stone Cold closes the night. That's my thinking. I don't see that listed it, for night It's one. already been announced as the main event. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. So, ugh. but what? Well, yeah, fine. Um, I, I'm. I there's just nothing. There's nothing really in it for me, other than like the moments that the WWE will tweet about as soon as it happens anyway. So I, I really just want to see a lot of the presentation um, as far as the matches go. Um, MLB The Show 22 comes out in four and a half hours. So <laughs> that'll be my weekend. There you go. I will quickly throw some love at night two and say that I'm actually looking forward to the women's tag team four-way match to see what happens there. If either Sasha or Naomi and or Rhea and Liv Either of those teams I'd be happy with, but I would really, I think, in the end, like to see Liv get her first title out of that match. I think it'd be a nice little feel-good moment after all the 
the past year she's had of work and improvement she's shown, I think it'd be a cool little moment, but I'd be happy with either of those teams. And I could see that match surprising some people on night two. So something to look forward to on night two that we haven't mentioned. So we will go to our commercial break. And then we'll be back after this. I think we have some uh, a storm incoming to talk about that might have arrived somewhere. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's getting dark outside right now. There you go. So commercial break. We'll be back after this. More Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast coming your way, folks. Stay tuned. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. folks we are back for the second half here and of course how could i forget we can't quite get the storm coming yet because there has to be a spotlight placed on other events happening this weekend so i think we're doing this with the idea that it's the best of what's left going on at mania so giant crab jamal jump in here what is going on in texas this week yep so uh the one i understand that i'm I'm definitely playing baseball a lot that is true but the one match the one show that I'm very interested in is down at the bottom of the screen. It is GCW for the culture number three. That's happening in the beautiful, totally not riddled homeless fair park in Dallas, Texas. And the biggest uh, thing, of course you have formerly known as, um, hell, what were they in NXT? Um, (laughs) Forget already. They're now the hit makers. um, And they're taking on, yeah, hit row. I don't know why I spaced that. Uh, Hitmakers versus Shane Taylor Promotions. That's going to be interesting. Hit Rose, Hitmakers, big first like big thing outside of WWE. Interesting to see how well that goes. Trisha Dory versus MJ Jenkins is going to be fun. Impact uh, Knockouts title match, Tasha Steeles versus Big Swole. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio is going to be in the building. Darius Lockhart's nice. in the building. Um, so, the, I mean, the show, uh, JTG versus Witch Swan, it looks like a lot of fun. That's the only show out of everything that I've seen that hasn't happened yet. That's like top to bottom. Every match looks special. And that is a thing that's happening 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. local time out there in Dallas. Fight TV, if you're not in Dallas, $13.99 on your Fight TV. Uh, I'm very, you know, very interested in this uh, match. It's one of the things that I'm going to race home from work to, um, you know, to go see because it starts 4 o'clock. But that is a good way to start the weekend with a little GCW for the culture tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, either live in Dallas or on Fight TV for $14 at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central Time. I like it. 
I like it a lot. There we go. There we go. That's definitely one of the bigger shows of the weekend. It, there's, it's so hard to keep track. It seems every year of just the shows piled on top of shows all yeah. WrestleMania weekend at every venue and hotel and location. Many. Yeah, it's it's. I, this is the year where I finally just kind of put my hands up and I was like. If I catch some stuff, I catch some stuff. There's just, there's too much. There's too much, and I can't keep track of it anymore. I used no, to try I, to clean the schedule. No, I, I agree. Wild. And I think that, like, from what I'm seeing, you know, just talking to people on Discord and stuff like that, is that um, people are, have a lot of FOMO, where they're just like, I need to watch everything. There's mm-hmm. not enough hours in the day. I'm going to miss something, and I can't watch it, and I'm ripping my hair out. And honestly, don't. Just don't, you know. I mean, if you if you really want to watch a thing, uh, you know, plan for it, plan accordingly. But you know, if you if you know, some places have you allow you to uh, replay, some places don't allow you to replay. Just you just got to plan it out. You can't just go in there blind and look at a wall of matches. You know, five hundred matches on fifty shows over the next, you know, three four days. I mean, there's shows that are running WrestleMania morning, NXT Takeover. Um, well, not Takeover, but NXT Stand to Deliver. Um, Saturday morning has competition from other yeah. big indie shows in in Dallas, so it is a lot. Big gay brunch, for instance. Yeah, uh, well, I guess, but uh, but you know, it, it is a lot, and um, you know, you can't see everything, so don't try. But what are the things that you can't miss? Uh, these are the questions that you should have asked yourself last week. Uh, but <laughs> now here we are, and we're you know getting in the middle of it, and uh, this is what WrestleMania is all about. So. You know, there's a lot of wrestling out there for all of you, but I really hope that uh, I will get a chance to see for the culture tomorrow afternoon. There you go. Absolutely. And anything that's really good, you're going to hear about it anyway. It's going to be all over online. It's not like it's going to be once and like you never have a chance to see it again. Mm -hmm. And if anything, the past few years have shown the WrestleMania matches of the indie shows tend to be very fleeting. Because like within a week, you don't really hear about them too much again. They they come and go very fast. They burn bright for one weekend. So that's what I'm re- reminding myself about this weekend. It's like so. Well, just so like, you know, for the rest of the yes. group, control your seasoning is happening right now. If you're and so you're interested. here with us instead of getting some that thirty dollars seasoning packet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I like my regular seasonings. I'll be fine. Your ramen noodles will never be the same again. <laughs> Uh, I really want, if anyone's listening and they're at the show after the fact, can y'all let us know how many people showed up to control your seasoning? Because I want to say no more than 55 people. I'm about to say, what is your over under 55? Is that over under? More importantly. I say say they get to 55 because here's why. MLW is running in the same building on the other side of the building at the same Mm. time. Oops. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm thinking. Samples? More people will go to MLW more so than control your seasoning. Are there samples? That's what I need to know. Do they have <laughs> samples? Uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's that's kind of what it is. And, and you know what? Los Angeles isn't going to be any better next year. No, um, it's not. And then don't get me wrong. Like Dallas, the DFW Metroplex is a massive, sprawling area, um, compounded with the fact that there's limited public transportation. So it ain't New York where you can just hop on a train, you know. Uh, you know, you take three steps and you've walked 10 blocks in Manhattan. Truth. It ain't that. You know, it, it's a drive. Everywhere is a drive. And because it's Texas, everybody drives. So Los Angeles is just as bad. And yeah. I hope, you know, obviously 
the forum or uh, SoFi Stadium um, near the airport is going to be a thing. Uh, if you're trying to go to Hollywood, that is not near where SoFi Stadium nope, is. Not if you're at trying all. to, if you're staying downtown, good luck with that. But that is not near where SoFi Stadium is. So <laughs> uh, we don't know where like the shows are going to be. Obviously, a year out from now. But the bottom line is, is that be prepared to sit in traffic. So that's why you got to kind of plan. Um, that's why personally, I'm not going to Los Angeles for WrestleMania. Uh, I hate the city. I hate. Well, I love the traffic, but I hate the city. Um, I hate how sprawling it is. I'm going to wait until they come somewhere a little bit more manageable. But it's it is a thing that you everyone should do. If you're really a wrestling fan, you got to go to a WrestleMania town once in your life. It, especially since it's just not just about WWE anymore. It's a culmination of really like it's like the Olympics. There's just so much stuff going on uh, at one time. Jamal, what would you say is your top three? wrestling towns just for its uh capabilities like, movement getting to oh, different places venues um easily i would say uh oh uh i just got an alert for a tornado one in this area so that's fine uh oh uh, uh -oh. right um uh i would say toronto uh number mm. one mm -hmm. uh love that town um busy town a lot of venues a lot of great venues um you know and easy to get around downtown yeah, uh, sprawling area, but you can definitely move around Toronto, um, Chicago for the same reason. Mm -hmm. uh, another town that's really easy to get around, super multicultural. You know, a lot of great venues in the area, and it's a huge area too, so you can go as far as you want. Um, and then, and then the third, um, I'm biased, but I would say Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> another, you know, b between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, um, that there is another, um, you know, sprawling uh, area of events and, and locations. They have a football stadium there. They have two uh, NBA and NHL arenas in the area. They have a soccer stadium there. If you want to do a 35,000 seat thing outside, uh, it is very, you know, it, it's really slept on because it's Minneapolis. But uh, transportation will get you around. They have a big ass airport. And, uh, you know, the food is good and, uh, you know, it's a really good town that's really under underappreciated. So those would be my top three cities where I would want to have uh, WrestleMania selfishly here in Washington, you know, for the same reasons. Public transit will get you around and, and everything like that. Um, but also I live here, so I know the city more than any other city. But that's where I would want to uh, want to be. The thing is, though. Is that Minneapolis is cold as all hell in, in you know late March, early April. And Toronto is colder than that. So <laughs> these are things to take into consideration also. Do you want to be outside in 35, 40 degree weather, you know, you know, shuttling between venues? And if you went to WrestleMania in New York, uh, the second and most recent one, you'd have to you, you froze um up there in the upper regions of the Meadowlands because you know the wind coming off the uh, the swamp, it it'll cut you in half. Um, and then, of course, the Meadowlands isn't in New York, which is another hour to get to because the tunnel won't unfuck itself because it's never, the Lincoln Tunnel. And, um, and never forget the end of the show when everyone had to wait a good two hours to get the hell out of there to get back to their hotels. Right. But that was because they booked their hotels in Brooklyn and they had to take three trains to get there. And nobody knows how to use New Jersey Transit. That's it. But again, it's, it's logistics. You got to you got to look at that stuff. You got to look at it and go. All right, what do I want to do? Where do I need to be? What do I want to see? And in Los Angeles, it's not impossible, but you can definitely do it. But you just got to plan for it. 
You really do. There you go. All right, so let, let's change gears because we had someone we've been waiting to see turn back up last night. So we can take it away from some WrestleMania talk and switch it up to some AEW since Tony Storm finally showed up since uh, late December when she uh, left WWE after the show here in DC and disappeared on her way to Baltimore. So she's back. She's in AEW. She's all elite, as the graphic says. And uh, I don't know who who wants to who wants to jump in here. I guess initial thoughts on uh what's Tony Storm up to and what does her future I guess look like now that she's all elite. Well, I'm gonna be a jerk and say uh, I wasn't all that impressed when she debuted last night. And I was the same way. Coming from me, that's that's pretty decent to think like, wow, this this real. I would have said three years ago, this would have been a bigger deal than what it is now because the last taste in our mouth of Tony Storm was her, pardon the phrasing, getting pied by Charlotte, you know? And for those who don't watch indies, who only know her from WWE and then saw her in AEW, they're like, isn't this the chick who got beat by Charlotte with cream pies? Like, why should I be impressed? Yes, I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, Should I be impressed? Like on the broadcast, they referenced her stardom history, which if you're us, we get. But the casual wrestling fan is not going to see that. Oh, and by the way, and this is no disrespect to anybody. Again, this is my own my own thoughts. A week ago, she launched an OnlyFans. So there's going to be some people out there who's going to say, okay. that's the chick from OnlyFans. They can't talk about <laughs> cream pies and OnlyFans and expect me not to watch now. So the, the lowbrow wrestling, and if, and if you really want to get lowbrow, people were making the comment that she covered up yesterday and you have to pay for the rest on her OnlyFans. Because if you look at her old outfits compared to what she debuted in, it was a little less risque. Uh, but in terms of just the match itself, I think Allie was a safe, safe person for her to work with for the Owen Hart Tribute Cup. Uh, but, you know, after maybe, what, the first like 20 seconds of the pop, the rest of the match was kind of humdrum, paint by numbers, and uh, as is typical with AEW, and I know Jamal's touched on this, the flavor of the week, and then two weeks later, you'll be like, who? Where's she at? Oh, she on dark. Okay, cool. And I feel like that's, for as much as we want, we as in the, the people who follow wrestling outside of WWE, want the best for Tony Storm, I have a sneaking suspicion she, she's peaked. And uh, it's not going to be that big of a signing as people are making it out to be. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of Tony Storm. I wasn't a fan of her as a stardom. Uh, of people in stardom, she wasn't the ones that caught my attention enough to keep up with it. Uh, sure. With that said, uh, I did. I knew that she went to WWE, but I don't watch the product. So all of these things about pies are interesting to me because I never I haven't seen it happen. And now that she's in AEW. I'm, am I suppose? Do you think that her recent departure and her overall tenure in WWE has kind of soured her st- her stock now, or do uh, you yes. think that because she's so far removed from stardom and that ability that kind of made her a name, uh, because we're so far removed from that, do you think that that has maybe soured her stock? A little bit of both, and yep, I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna say for the latter part. Correct me if I forgot this or if I'm wrong. Didn't she have like a knee injury that when she came back, she looked a little slow, she did. a little rusty, 
and she couldn't shake the ring rust in NXT. And then they tried to turn her heel and that didn't work either. So that's why I'm saying I have a sneaking suspicion she's already peaked and we're not going to get any bigger with her than what she was maybe four years ago. I agree, Damien, because I think that's why they even pushed her up to the main roster so quickly because it was like we need to either use her to take advantage of what she is now or we may lose her because of that injury and things of that nature where, to me, I thought she was losing, pun intended, Storm while she was in NXT um, before Mm -hmm. she jumped up to the main roster. When you jumped up to the main roster, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, we know this girl, but what can she do? Can she go? Can she compete? And then, like you say, when everything happened in WWE, it just kind of fell flat. Um, just going back to what you, Damien, I agree 100%. Going back to what even Jamal said a couple of weeks ago, when it's getting to the point where AEW is saying, oh, this person's all elite now. Like, yeah, you see him in this one thing, but where are they going after yeah. this? Like, even when we look at, um, uh, what's my call? Uh, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Keith Lee, I'm sorry. Keith Lee. When you think about Keith Lee, like, Okay. And when you initial think about pop. right, initial pop, then where now? Um, it's like they're making a stretch of having so many characters they're trying to steal from WWE. It's like in a way it was reminding me of how WCW peaked early and they mm. fell flat. That's how AEW is turning for me, where it's nothing for me to watch the product. But going back to Tony Storm, I agree that I think she has peaked. It's like now that she's in AEW, it's like, what can you do for me now? I don't see you going anywhere near the top. I'd rather see Ruby Soho than, than to see you, and I haven't seen her in a minute. So it's like, I, I, I just don't know. It, it's yeah. funny that you mentioned Ruby Soho, because that was the name I kept seeing brought up today with her mm-hmm. showing up. As people are like, oh, she's just going to be the next Ruby Soho, and she's going to be stuck on dark by the end of the month. Yeah. yeah, it's you nailed it with how Anyone who shows up in AEW, oh my God, it, it, it's like the heavens parted and it's like a huge celebration when they show up. It's, it's mm-hmm. the biggest, you get the huge pop and all that. But even last night, it was like the moment that bell rang, probably within a minute, that crowd died down quick. And it was just kind of, okay, she's here. That was cool. And mm-hmm. then just kind of, all right, she's here. And it really comes down to, I think that the onus is going to be on her to show that she can go how she used to go. This has been so long since she's been presented in any other kind of different way. Cause hell her main roster run in WWE was uneventful outside of these guys that we mentioned, even her NXT run, like when she was in the darn uh, May young classic. I mean, that was ages ago. Now the pandemic sure don't help with all that, but it's like, that was an eternity ago. So it's like, is that person still, in there somewhere that's i think the big question and it's gonna be on her to show that and i keep thinking of it this way she you know it was just in december that she left we i figured the jericho interview has got to be coming where we're going to get some explanation about what exactly went down there but they clearly had no problem letting her go so what do they know that we don't that they were like okay no big deal like you said there was that knee injury who knows mm-hmm. what's going on? Or they, they could very well be like, hey, we know all the miles that are on you and the shape you're in. So uh, you want to go. We don't exactly we aren't exactly worried about it because we're not exactly thinking you're going to uh, light the world on fire once you're outside of here. Yeah. So I'm looking real quick at, at the, the lineage of Tony Storm in WWE. You know, the May Young Classic yeah. 2017, 2018. Then Ooh. she goes to NXT UK 
2018. I do remember drops that. Drops the title to Kaylee Ray, which I think st- spelled the end for her, in my opinion. Uh, she lost to Rhea Ripley, and then she lost it again to Kaylee Ray at 231 days for her reign. And then she de- debuted on the main roster November 2019 at Survivor Series when she was part of Team Ripley. I forgot about and that. then she got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then eight months later, no, in November of 2020, she came back and turned heel when she was, was admittedly rusty. So we're talking about almost three, two and a half, three years ago, maybe three years ago, where she's 24 now. Oof. She peaked at 21, potentially. Who would have said WWE could do that to you. And, and it <laughs> just really shows there, right? It's like, you just forget, like, she was there a long time. And just between NXT UK and all that, it's like she was out of sight, out of mind. But yep. she was under a contract for a long damn time. She was, Think this about someone this. who was to just Jamal's there for like point, a year. Whew. For Jamal's point about when she left stardom, it was 20, 2018 officially when she left stardom. So we're potentially, again, talking about someone who's major hook with the wrestling community non-WWE related was 2018. Jeez. And she was supposed to be the next big thing. Right. And then what? Mm. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's like, for me, that's why I'm kind of blah about it. But it's also because of the fact that AEW is just transit it, it, it's almost like you know a person you know trying to just catch that high for the first time again yep. and it yep. never happens um mm-hmm. y- yeah sure uh Khan tweeted out that you know this signee is going to be a big pop for the uh women's division uh he's saying that well this is going to be you know a game changer like okay cool all those things could be true uh but the bottom line is is that if you don't give your women's division time to do things if you don't give your women's division more than two storylines, uh, you know per show. Uh, if you don't give the women's division more than eight minutes in match time per show, then what are we really talking about? You know, we're I don't care who you send. You can send Trish Stratus, Lita, and Sable, and if you still give them five minutes, it's not going to work. So I, I just think that you know I'm not saying that Tony Storm doesn't have to be a big deal. If she is to you, then watch the product. But what I am saying is it's hard for people that don't know who she is that are right. sullied by her WWE experience to, and you try. And then if you go back and sell me on stardom, that was four years ago. I'll be damned if there's a, a football player <laughs> that hasn't played in the NFL. And when he last played was four years ago that you get that he comes back and goes, watches a tape. That was four years ago. Yeah. No, I, I, what, what have you done for me lately? And that's kind of yeah. what AEW is uh, is doing, and that's kind of what they need to you know get back to is just playing with the toys that they have. Uh, they can't bring in everybody. They don't bring in everybody. But just let the people that they have mature before somebody's overshadowed by another big reveal. And, and that's what I think, like, and we, we talk about this at a later date, but I really think that they're starting to alienate, AEW is, starting to alienate their OG fans by trying to chase new fans. Because if you're so, if you're somebody that's been to a show, that's been to a thing, and you've done everything that you can do with AEW, you start to see certain patterns repeat themselves, and you go, "I know how the story ends," because they did it two years ago. Now you may not remember it because you weren't watching at the time, but watch this. 
oh, this is what happens. And it's starting to lose a lot of its luster for its OG fans. So I really, really hope that they get back to developing and curating the talent that they have instead of Flavor of the Month. It's not a Baskin Robbins. You can't can't have all the toys, and right. you can't pick up every darn single new toy that comes out. But that's been the the mo for a while now. Lord knows mm-hmm. we've discussed that for ages. Right. <laughs> Do we have any other little bits of news? Yes. To get in um, if we yeah, close up minutes. the week, give me three minutes, and I and I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, first of all, three minutes. Uh, new Japan is coming here, uh, May fourteenth at the Entertainment and Sports Arena. Now, if you were at Dynamite and Rampage, that's where they did their show. Back in January, uh, tickets start at $25, uh, go up to $35, 45 $59, $69, $125, $199, mm. and $299. For $299 in that arena, I better be sitting in, on the ring post. The ref better count <laughs> me out for $299 <laughs> uh, because I think the arena only holds maybe 5000 for a basketball game. It's, it's very small, great seats all the way around, but very, very, very small setup. So. Um, I'm really interested to see what that 299 gets you. Something that we need to talk about at a later date, Kurt Angle says that actual wrestling, and that's a quote, is receding from pro wrestling. And he says, well, what mm. that mean is, is that uh, wrestling has evolved into just spots and spots and spots, and there's not enough continuity in the storytelling of chain wrestling, for example, and um, match building. It's not that like a baby face uh, gets beat down and, you know, by a heel and then has this big comeback and, and does a thing. It's more like who can outspot the next. I'm interested to see how what you guys think about that as wrestling continues to evolve. Um, and I'm not going to disagree with him because we're kind of seeing that with the NBA in that teams are scoring 300 total points a game. They're making 50 foot jumpers on the regular. Nobody plays defense anymore. I'm not saying that that has to be what the game is, but that's definitely not the game that I grew up on. And for wrestling, these epic stories that are being told in layered matches in the ring, we're seeing a lot less of that in general, in my opinion. Uh, But that's definitely something that's an interesting thing from Kurt Angle that we'll certainly talk about at a later date. Uh, Is he an old man yelling at the cloud? Or is he actually concerned, and rightfully so, that um, uh, something in the wrestling storytelling business is being uh, is being faded away. Uh, NBC Universal is developing a show called Pinned. It is a scripted dramatic series about the world of wrestling. I'm thinking it's going to be like a dramatic version of maybe not The Office or or Arliss or Entourage, but I'm thinking it's going to be something in the vein of like Hard Knocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as a scripted you know, reality show, not not reality show, but as a scripted drama. Um, it's it's definitely working with WWE and using their branding for the show, but Pend is uh, you know being in development from NBC Universal, which totally makes sense. Um, they're also developing another show called The People versus Vince McMahon about like an old court case that was about him. I think it was a steroid case from the nineties. Steroid uh, trial. Okay. Yeah, that, that was referencing. Um, what was that show they referenced? Uh, they already referenced at least part of it. Oh. Like Dark Side oh, of the Ring? One of Dark Side of the Ring, yes, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, real quick, Corey Graves, he does not intend to give up his spot in commentary, even though he is cleared to wrestle. Uh, he made uh, comments in The Atlantic and basically said that he's very happy in his role as uh, commentator, and, and good for him. Uh, AEW signed a trademark with the USPTO about blood and guts. 
Um, not sure if that is going to be an annual event, but they definitely have that name in the bag to bring it back whenever they need to. The Undertaker uh, says in uh, talking to WESH uh, TV, he says that if you had one more match in me, uh, I could squeeze one more match out. Uh, but I don't want to tarnish the legacy that I created when you could have argued that that was done a couple years ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if The Undertaker was called upon, he could squeeze one more match out of him. Don't let Vince read this article. Um, the last thing uh, is that Stephanie McMahon says a similar deal. Uh, well, nobody holds their, holds their, uh, hangs their boots up forever. With that being said, Ronda put me in my place four years ago, so I highly doubt that I would make a return to the ring unless it were the, exactly the perfect right thing that everyone needed me to do. I need Stephanie McMahon, the greatest women's wrestler of all time, back in the <laughs> ring immediately. <laughs> The woman who she made gave the us women's, women's wrestling. Yep. She invented Great women's wrestling. wrestling. Yep, yep, yep. On her way to dropping the kids off uh, to school, and I thank her for it. Uh, the very last thing is that it's it's actually surprising. We we didn't really talk about Supercard of Honor too much, um, and that's going to be happening tomorrow afternoon at six o'clock. I'll be watching for the culture, but uh, they're at the Quarters Call World Center, all the way out there in Garland, Texas. Okay, cool. That building holds about six thousand uh, for basketball. Okay, cool. AEW has only has their turn current setup for uh, according to WrestleTix for eighteen eighty nine. So they're only using a third of a six thousand mm. seat building that's already a, a, a glorified a Texas sized high school basketball gym. The building's owned by the Garland Inter, uh, Intermediate School District um, and SMU Southern Methodist University played there while their gym was being renovated. And it's a Texas-sized high school gym, and AEW has cut that into a third and sold just under 2,000 tickets for it, and there's still tickets left. <laughs> I wonder why that is, but that's something that we'll have to save for a later date. Uh, if you if you want to make it out to Garland, which is in the middle of nowhere, re- relevant to the other events for Dallas, WrestleCon, WrestleMania, and such, um, I can understand that. But, uh, Damian, you're going to be at that show. so Yes, I will. Uh, you'll have a chance to yell extra loud. Because it'll only be you and under and two thousand or so in there for the Ring of Honor show return, which is surprising. Listen, me and those Honor Club girls are going to be screaming, and, and you know those same three girls rooting for Matt Taven. All right, yep. they'll probably be in attendance. <laughs> they'll probably be there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But but to but to Jamal's point, I have been at the uh, Curtis Caldwell Center multiple times for AEW. I never thought of it that way, where it's basically a fancy high school gym. Until I went to high school stadiums here in Texas and realized, you're right. It is basically a spruced up high school basketball court. Seats about comfortably, I'd say about 4,000. I know they say six, but comfortably 4,000. Every time I've been there for AEW, taped off, tarped off, even after the pandemic, quote unquote, ended. uh, I'll be curious to see how many people do show up because... For those who think DFW is real short in terms of travel with a, even with a car, I was supposed to go to Zello Pro. That's in Fort Worth at 3 o'clock, right? Ends at 6. There was no way in hell I'm getting from Fort Worth, Texas on a Friday right before rush hour <laughs> to Garland, which for me is about maybe a 20-minute drive. There is no way in hell I was going to make that show. So if you think anyone at Fair Park or who's in, in DFW down, down, down is going to get to uh, Ring of Honor, you're going to get there probably about 7.30, 8 o'clock 
at the at the least because traffic, yeah, especially there. for Texas, not gonna happen, bro. Not gonna happen. Yeah. Might be there at intermission. <laughs> Right. Yeah, probably. Um, especially if you don't know the area, you've never been to Dallas before, or you're not even staying in Dallas, you're staying in Arlington, which is 15 miles west of downtown Dallas, uh, yes, because you want to be closer to WrestleMania and WrestleMania access or whatever they have going on. So the commute between basically the airport, which is where Arlington is, the uh, Arlington is south of the airport, DFW. Um, it's just a massive sprawling area. And Texas has shitty public transportation so you can't just zip around um like you can in other major cities between you know two parts uh it doesn't run late it doesn't run often it, it's a mess uh so everybody drives which means that there's traffic it, it's a whole thing uh it's why I'm, I'm at home avoiding this tornado uh so that's the news for this week you know have fun everywhere you are watching wrestling this weekend uh or playing baseball see me online in mlb the show kick take an ass and whooping names. <laughs> also, there you before go, we go, folks. if you see me at any shows, do not hug me. Oh. Do not come up to me and say, <laughs> Damon G, and then try to hug me. Six feet. Because I've, I've already told people they're getting the fist at. If wow. I haven't seen you in three years since I lived in the Northeast, you're getting the fist at. Because I work <laughs> for the, for the, for the uh, government of Texas, and I can't afford to get too sick. So, yeah, no, don't, don't hug me. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you see Damien at ROH or any of the events the this weekend, WrestleMania, you give him the heads up. It's all good. Keep I'll you know how, pro. Yeah, we will see Damien ROH because he'll be one of 2,000 there. <laughs> 200, you mean? 200. <laughs> well, the key thing will be hopefully he'll be covering the scrum right here on the big gold belt. I will be. Providing my old ass knows how to use technology, I will glad I will be there. <laughs> Well, as successful as the, the scrum was after uh, the last AEW show, that should do really well. That did good good numbers on the Big Gold Belt Media YouTube. So if you're looking to see what Tony Khan and whoever all else has to say after the ROH show tomorrow, Big Gold Belt will have it for you right here. So with that said, Big Gold Belt on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, the Scrum will be covered. WrestleMania will be covered. All the events of the weekend were either there in person or virtually, one of the two. So we'll be covering all of it. Good times here every Thursday night, 8 p.m., live streaming and available on all podcast platforms. And, of course, BigGoldBelt.com for all your wrestling info. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy some wrestling. If you're checking out WrestleMania, enjoy the show. We'll see if Cody shows up. Our tribal chief acknowledges us. And we'll be back next week to unpack all of it. So we'll see you then, folks. Enjoy. Have a good time. Thanks for tuning in.